3: Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish
4: Podcast.
1: It's the Fulhamish Podcast, your independent voice of Fulham FC. My name is George Cooper, and welcome to the show here at the beautiful Half Moon Putney. I'm joined by the one and only Drew Heatley. Let's Give make it. some noise for Drew Heatley. Hello. Elizabeth Barnard. Hey! And the one and only a Mr. Harry Durham. Hey! Oh, cool, we made that difficult for ourselves, didn't we? But at last, for the first time this season, actually, like, we're on top that game. Did you, did you feel that as well? Like, the first time we thought we, that's a, as close as we're going to get to uh, a kind of textbook Premier League win. But, uh, Drew, we're going to hear what our fan base say. Have you got some three-word reviews for us?
5: Yeah, so because this is a live show and because I have been uh, having a few drinks uh, <laughs> since full-time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go live to Twitter right now to give you <laughs> your three-word reviews. And that's how it works, apparently. <laughs> so bear with me because here we go. 3-1 win at home against Sheffield United. And while I read, I'd like to just borrow from uh, our special guest, Marcus Bella from the Football Ramble, his playbook with uh, joining us in a... Uh, easy! 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 Let me just read these, please. Okay, so what we've got is... Richard Bambi's got to be here tonight. saul has got to be here. Striker not required, which I think is very true. Didn't need one. Didn't need one. Absolutely bang on. Uh, Lindsay, Roachy Baby with We Can Score, which is absolutely true. All of our problems don't matter anymore. What else have we got here? We've got D- uh, DJH with uh, Created More Chances, which absolutely we did. Indeed. I'm going to give you a good one to finish with rather than the ones that I've uh, just panically uh, read right now. <laughs> Chris Snell with Bobby Blunt's Blades. Hey.
1: I believe that's uh, what you call in the industry a hospital pass. I'm sorry there, uh, (laughs) Drew. My own fault. threw you in front of the bus there. So before we start, of those ones, I think Bobby play. that's the one we're going to go for, isn't it? We absolutely have to go with that one, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So, yeah, as Sammy said, in part two, uh, Sammy James, Jack Collins and Dan Cook will answer some of your questions from the audience. And we have a very special guest with us, uh, as Drew just mentioned, host of the Football Ramble, and now a dedicated Fulham fan, Mr. Marcus Speller. So that's all to look forward to. So yeah, I mean, touched upon it there a little bit there, Liz, but for the first time this season, we actually dominated a game. How does it feel?
6: Yeah, it feels like all our problems are solved. We're going to win the league, (laughs) feeling good. I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because like, um, they're they're really bad. Like, sorry, it's like (laughs) They just are, and there's not much else to say about them. Which meant if we hadn't won, then we would be staring down the barrel of problems. I think.
1: I mean, Harry, do you think it was down to us playing well or just Sheffield being like? Can I swear? (laughs) Uh, Oh, he always has to. I have to say, I was so relieved when we won today because I knew Harry was on the panel, and I just thought, oh, if we. I I got so much abuse
4: after that Mitrovic one, which uh, we're not going to get into. (laughs) Yeah, within reason, you know, let's let's keep it. Absolutely, toilet. (laughs) Toilet. It's championship standard. It's as simple as that. Sammy said not to rant for too long. And that's all I'm giving you <laughs> right now. there. the <laughs> so sort of
1: like manager's pep talk before the game. Right? It's like sort of new style. Like, right, like, keep it contained. You know, but we've got a fiery youngster who wants to prove his point. But so, do you think it was down to Sheffield being bad
4: rather than us being good? Yeah, they're actually pathetic. The fact that... <laughs> no, I don't know what's funny. is I actually feel sorry for the Sheffield United fans, to be honest with you. The fact that Ollie McBurney has gotten a second shot in the Premier League is disgraceful. Just uh, The bloke is pathetic. <laughs> it, like, uh, if he's here tonight... Um, <laughs> I really mean, I mean, want to watch what you say. Yeah, he's quite a fiery character. He probably chid me like did, he did that teenager a couple of years ago. So. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Ollie. Anyway, we had a few changes going into the game. Iwobi coming in, Drew. I mean, I thought he did a very good showing for himself. We've been speaking, you know, it's going to get to the point where we're going to expect to see Iwobi start. And I thought on his first... Um, Start for the club, I thought he did really well. What was your opinion?
5: Yeah, I think with Awobi as well, it was always he was looming large against the starting 11 about where he was going to come in. And certainly on the website as well, we've released a few articles about him coming into the 10. But obviously, he said to Peter Rutzler, his favorite position is the eight. So I think uh, Reed was always the sort of uh, one that he might come for, and he did. And uh, he, he acquitted himself really well. I think. Um, He's just got that industry that in a different way, like, look, I'm not going to sit here and slag off anyone who's been in the first eleven. particularly not anyone like Harrison Reed. I know they're not exactly the same player, but... Uh, Iwobi, I think just has that thing where you just sort of uh you can sense there's going to be something happening every time he gets to the ball. So I we've all been clamoring for him to come in and I think that was uh, a really good move. I think actually to be honest uh silver played to the crowd a little bit with all of the different changes that he made today uh Vinicius as well. That debate will probably never die uh, for the <laughs> the duration Taylor's of the season. Time. Yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think he, I think he uh, played to the crowd with the changes, but actually on a game like this, you know, we've always like in the last game against our last home win, sorry, against Luton, it was, uh, you know, we're playing, we're giving them a bit too much respect. And I think uh, Marco thought, okay, look, we should be beating the bottom side in the Premier League. We're going to make, if we're going to make some changes to the starting 11, let's do it uh, today. And it's, uh, it's worked out all right for him.
1: Do you think perhaps Drew that Marco's decision to bring a away for Reed was a, a, maybe a bit of a statement to the rest of the squad? Like, you know, Harrison's been a stonewall in our team for the last however many years, and just to sort of say, look, nobody's safe here. There's no places are guaranteed. Just to sort of shake things up a little bit, create a bit of competition, or do you think that that was just the natural decision to bring him in for Reid? Because I would argue that we could have brought him in at number ten.
5: Yeah, I, I well exactly, and that's the versatility of Wabi and that's his that's his uh, USP, or, or you know, for, for in particular, but. Uh, Partly as well. I, my first thought was like, you've got the old fraternity, right? You know, you're not going to touch Pereira. You're not going to touch Willian. He stayed in and it was Wilson who came out. Who knows? I think, uh, as I say, it won't be so talented in in his versatility. He could have come in for, for, you know, either of them. So I don't think it's a particular shock, whichever way it went. Um, obviously, as I say, Willian stayed in as well, uh, which after Chelsea would probably raise one or two eyebrows, but Nobody can have any complaints about uh, Bobby coming in because, I mean, that man is just so composed on the ball. When he, when it, like, even if he's, if it's a stray ball coming in, when it's, you know, the, the ref's blown and it just comes down to him, he'll trap it like Berber used to do against Villa. Like he's just, he's so composed and people talk about him playing in the nine and it just, it becomes less and less of an outlandish statement every time he plays because he's just, he's got that composure, doesn't he? Like you sh- saw it for his golf. So anyway, uh, short answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Amazing. I mean, one thing that I took home, especially from our first half performance, was we were actually creating some chances. What? Amazing. You know, like, it's been so long. We felt like it's been stalemate. There's been throws of sort of suggestions of we're going back to parkable. Everything's been very stagnant. And then to actually create some chances. Liz, it's a shame that we didn't put any in the back of the net. We had, you know, BDR had a massive chance, William threw on goal, Pereira, things seemed to start to click, but yeah, just our finishing boots just weren't there, especially in the first half.
6: Yeah, I was really stressed in the first half. I was really nervy about it. Um, I thought it was similar in the way we played against Palace. Like we were creating loads of chances, but not able to put them away. Um, And for me, this game was like a must win. Um, if we had drawn, um, I would have been using the C word, uh, which is obviously championship. Um yeah. I I was I I didn't have a happy half time, I'll put it that way.
1: It's very important to add, by the way, the the clap that was beautifully observed on the sixteenth minute for for the young Freddie yeah. Haynes, um, who sadly lost his life. So um yeah, just it was a really touching moment from the from the Fulham end. And um, it was that, and then obviously the sort of bitty chances, we didn't really get anything. And then obviously that horrible injury to Chris Basham, which really put a halt on the sort of momentum. It was 15 minute pause. Harry, the one thing that I would say about this game is that we seem to be able to get in behind their midfield, break their press and create a lot of chances on the break, which we haven't really seen all that often. Why do you reckon that? Could have been the case today. You're, you're,
4: you're throwing to me, and I've already turned up their toilet. It's like the hold-up play from like Vinny was actually like quite sound today, in my opinion. Was able to offload the ball. If you look at what what was the goal? Oh God, come to me, come to me, come to me. Pereira assist. Vinny holds it up, drop deep. Who scored it? Bobby over overread. Right, we we were able to draw up that back line so easily. They didn't even know where they were. But the thing you got to think about as well. I think you mentioned the injury there as well. I, I feel like a lot of their heads probably would have been would have gone. You're seeing your captain being taken off with a broken ankle. Yeah. Um, that's something that's I don't know, it's gonna stick with them forever. There there could be we don't know how how serious the injury actually is, Looked but there's always something that goes through a supporter's mind and a player's mind as well. That that could be career ending. That that genuinely could be career-ending. It wasn't a challenge. It looks like he landed awkwardly. I hope the guy's all right, but I think their heads probably went straight after that. That's not the thing that Sheffield United really need. Um, but yeah, I've, I reckon that probably played a massive part in it because Paul Heckenbottom's on the pitch. Tim Reams over there as well. Everyone's giving him a high five. And if people saw it, bashing then puts his arm up whilst he's going away. I think that's mentally... That's, that's probably where Sheffield United, well, that's the way the game was won, really, because I sort of think it's tough. It's, I'm trying to use my words carefully, yeah. but it's like, it, it's, 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 it's a tough one to, to say, but yeah. Yeah, obviously a horrible injury. You don't want to
1: see that to, to any, happen to any player. And you could tell instantly from even just the reactions of Tim and, and, uh, and Jedi that it was a really bad one. So, I mean, I guess we can only hope that it's not as bad as it looked. And that he's back before too long. Let's uh, come on to the Bobby goal. Um, I believe it was Vinicius who sort of set up the move, was it? And then Pereira. That's what I was trying to get at. But Pereira. I could get my, my words out. Pereira put a sumptuous ball through to Bobby, who still, Drew, had a hell of a lot to do when he got it. He took it on the first uh, first across the face of goal. And um, yeah, beautiful move, beautiful goal. And just a massive relief when that went in because it seemed as if the game could have been kind of. Uh, Sort of toddling over to a stairway
5: yeah it it was palpable the thing is as a fulham fan you don't go into any game thinking it's going to be a routine one and obviously <laughs> you just don't do it. like regardless of whether it's a cup game you know we all remember oldham not too long ago like you just never do it and although they offered not a lot at all uh, throughout the game <laughs> you know you still didn't feel it and then uh uh, there's been a lot of criticism levelled at Pereira, tiredness, not you know being tasked with being one of our main creative outlets and not actually delivering through through not much fault of his own. I mean, uh, you know, he, as I keep saying, he's been brought back from injury. Uh, probably, if it wasn't too soon, he's been thrust back into the starting eleven too soon, and the man's probably absolutely knackered. But he showed today exactly what he's capable of, and it was a lovely ball to Bobby Decker reed who, as I already said, like that composure, it did have a lot to do and we saw it you know the first time I, we've had bobby at the club for what four or five years and the first time i can really remember his ice cold veins was against uh, liverpool in the covid season where there was a few you know one man and his dog was allowed in the cottage and he and he took the ball down and he scored and it was fantastic and ever since then he's just he just keeps showing it and i every time i see him i just think you know i'm just i'm just so pleased he's with us because he brings us something that is at times absolutely needed and uh, he showed it again today i was really pleased with him to get another goal. And I think that probably takes him to, I know it's slim pickings, but he's top scorer now this season. yeah. So, uh, you know, happy days for him and happy days for us.
6: He just knows how to do a job, man. Like, and that's what we've been crying out for in front of a goal. And he can just be there and he can just deliver. Like, yeah, he's great.
1: I mean, uh, I want to come on to Vinicius, obviously coming in. I thought it was a, overall, I'd say it was a a positive performance from him. He was... Uh, you know, dogged, impressing, winning the ball back. He was instrumental in that first goal. However, there were chances that he missed. There was that um, chance early on in the second half, I believe, that he put wide. And it was still not a complete... It wasn't the sort of stamp on that position that we were all kind of hoping for. You know, he had his chance above Raul. We were hoping, like, go on, grab it by the scruff of the neck. Let's make this position your own. And I don't think he quite did enough to really cement his... Um, you know, stake on that on that striker jersey. What do you, What was your opinion, Liz?
6: Yeah, I agree. I don't think he did enough. I think we're slightly forgetting because Jimenez has been so bad for us this season and so frustrating. Um, in front of goal, we're forgetting that Vinicius was like a really poor second choice option last season, and a lot of people were really not even wanting him to play second choice coming into this season. So to have him now as like the guy we're clamoring for. I'm just consistently quite underwhelmed by him. Like I'm pleased when he scores, he knows sometimes to be in the right places, but generally I think his work rate is really low. (laughs) Yeah, not too big a fan.
1: Harry, we were talking before we came out here. Maybe do we just play no striker and adopt a kind of total
4: football system where you're (laughs) just hoping on any, 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 any one of their dogs to come in with goals? What do you reckon? Just like how Pep Guardiola played Cesc Fabregas at Barcelona circa 2000... 13? Yeah, exactly like that. Exactly. Yeah. False nine. Bobby Decoe Dover-Reed will score about 11 goals in a Premier League season. Raul Jimenez, useless. Carlos Vinicius, useless. Rodrigo Munoz. Good coming on off the bench because he's got a bit of firepower about him. But yeah, let's do a false number nine. Let's, let's, let's bring Barcelona. What's that? What's that? Chunk? We're not Real Madrid. We're not Barcelona. We are full of FFC. Alpha is the owner. Barcelona's coming to Fulham, baby. You better believe it. So, went
1: up by Bobby, and then <laughs> soon after, Diop lost the ball in the middle of the park and then pulled up. It looked like a hamstring complaint, So not great to see, but we were a man down, Sheffield on the break, ended up putting it in, off Jedi, own goal. I mean, from where I was sat in the Putney the end, there were a lot of... <laughs> fans around us saying, you've got to pull up there, ref. You know, he's obviously in pain, but I was just thinking, if that was Fulham going down the other end, I wouldn't have cared. I would be like, carry on, carry on. It's just one of those, it's just, you know, bad luck. No one's really to blame. Got a player pulled up, you know, it's a freak. Nobody really can, can do anything about that or... No, it's, a, it's absolutely fine to be level-headed about it because we won 3-1, so I will be level-headed about it. <laughs> of
5: course you're not going to stop it there. Goodness me. No, <laughs> I mean, if, if if we'd ended it one-all, then I might have a different opinion, but I don't. So, you know, it's a, it is a shame to lose Diop for all of his criticism as well. Like, nobody wants... Well, for a start, you don't want to see anyone go off injured. But, you know, I think uh, he does get a lot of criticism. But I do like Diop, and I, I, I would... Uh, I didn't like to see that. But, yeah, I mean, even we had to put it in their net for him, didn't we? So, uh, that just shows... That just shows the the dire straits that Sheffield United are in uh, uh, this term. But, no, I mean... Phew, I like I like to give it uh, the levelheadedness uh, that it deserves right now,
1: to be fair. Harry, you were saying beforehand that you were particularly impressed by Diop's performance
4: before he ended up going off. Do you know what? I, I, this is the performance I expected from him when we, when we played Chelsea on Monday. The first 15 minutes against Chelsea, I was like, oh my God, Issa Diop is about to have the best game of his career. As soon as he crunched Mudrick, I was like, mate, we're in their heads. We've won, we've won the mental battle already. And then everything went to... yeah. Exactly like that, but Diop anticipated everything perfectly. Intercepting, put all of their back front line under pressure. Obviously, Ollie McBurney and uh, Archer stood no chance whatsoever. It it did look like something kind of a sketch show. As soon as he started like hobbling off, it, it was like on FIFA when one of your players just loses their hamstring, and you're just <laughs> like you're through on goal. This, that that was a FIFA goal, if ever I've seen controller one. Controller at the screen, yeah, like oh, <laughs> literally, dad storming up the stairs. Parents are having a divorce. it's that bad? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just one of
1: those. You know, as you said, Drew. Drew <laughs> won, didn't matter in the end. I want to come on to, so it was a bit of a nervy period until, uh, you know, Marco made some subs. We saw TC come on, along with uh, Muniz, Wilson, Reed, And <laughs> I sit in the the end, right? So I was looking down at the Hammersmith end, see the ball come to Tom Kearney. And I think, oh my God, he's just pulled off a Ronaldinho-esque goal from 40 yards out, loop the keeper. And then upon... Observing the replay, it seems it maybe was not quite as, uh, as skillful and graceful and intended as maybe I initially thought it was.
6: Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain, um, <laughs> my hero. I'm just, I'm just buzzing. He's, he's got such an incredible effort. He's such a great servant for this club. Um, yeah, tears in my eyes. Like obviously did West Fodringham play a part in the goal, um, like
1: yes, it did come off him. And also, oh. was it his left foot into his shin and then over with Bodhisattva? Uh, I
6: think it was crossbar. I think it
4: was crossbar as well. No, Doesn't matter.
6: Yeah, it was it was all planned, um, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'm so glad i gotta talk about it.
1: so like a pinball goal, was it like it like sort of came off every single conceivable surface that it could have done.
5: But but any chance that we get now to celebrate a Tom Kearney goal in any league, let alone the Premier League at the Hammersmith end, we should take with both hands because who knows how many more there'll be. And nowadays you do not get, I used to group a uh, certain Serbian striker in this as well, but you do not get players like Tom Kearney anymore who dedicate a, such a large chunk of their career to a certain club. So if, if we get to celebrate him, whether it comes off his left foot, right foot, arse shin, whatever, foddering head, <laughs> Who cares? Like, let's just savor it because who knows how many more times we get to do
1: that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it wasn't Liz all that. Um, no a period of time afterward that Wilson sort of showed <laughs> TC this is how you really hear ball and rattled it off the post. I mean, that would have been that would have been sort of goal of the season contender. Had that had gone in, you
6: know? yeah, that was pretty special. It's a shame about the fin- that like pinpoint finish. But uh yeah, that was really special. And then cosy from there.
1: Exactly. And w- we didn't think uh going into this game that former academy dra- graduate Wes Fodringham would have scored our goal of the season. But I mean, here we go. <laughs> and coming on to that, he's really got to be doing better for the Willian goal. I mean, it was textbook William got the ball on the edge of the area, cut inside shots, which seemed to be almost directly at him. And I mean could play devil's advocate harry and say that there was a lot of men between the you know but really no it's it, job it. isn't
3: it <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's Chris packet hands like <laughs> it's, it's, it's that bad mate honestly two howlers two howlers and if oh god the thought of where's fodderingham if we ever got relegated if he came to us in the championship i would probably go middlesbrough style throwing my season ticket at the manager if that ever happened <laughs> Pathetic, it really was. Everything was toilet, everything was just so bad. But thank you, Wesley. Uh, thank you for everything that you did in the early years at our club, and thank you for securing us three points. I feel like every question I've thrown at you, Harry, you've just been like, Well, Sheffield are shit. (laughs) That's like literally, I need to start reading a dictionary like Simon Jordan to think some big words. Next year, I'll have some.
1: Right, Liz. I wanted to ask. I didn't catch this, but apparently there was quite a comedic incident with Moon is rolling, <laughs> doing a triple somersault into the uh, into the advertising boards. Uh, care to shed some light from where you sat? I know you're. You might have had better eyes on it than I did.
6: I don't think I've got much more to share on that. Um, like, love Moon is, What a guy. What an icon. Um, don't <laughs> think don't think he can play football, which obviously is like a slight oh, issue. No, 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 um, no. But yeah. Yeah, he he just rolled. I don't know what to say. There's a lot of
1: love for Moonies here, I feel. I love... I I love love, to
6: clarify, I do love him. It's just the football side. That's the issue.
4: George, I put on the Fulhamish chat as soon as this incident happened. I saw it from about H6. And I I saw it, I think... Rodrigo Muniz just killed a child. <laughs> Literally just he went, over, over, the went board. over the advertising boards. His boots were in the air. Someone's eye was out over there. Someone was crying. <laughs> I, I thought I there thought might have been a fatality. It looks brilliant, though. <laughs> it looked great. If there's a blooper reel for it, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was quite telling the fact that it wasn't Raul that came on, it was Drew. Do you think there's much that we can read into that? Or do you think it was just the, the nature of the game? Marco trying to change this up. Maybe thought you know it's not the one for Raúl, or do you think that this might be it for Raúl in terms of you know being anything in the pecking order? No, no, no. I, I,
5: well, look, as as somebody who's racked up a total of zero minutes in any level of football in my whole entire life, what I would, <laughs> what I would I'd like at to any think, level at never. any mate, I was number fourteen before Henri made it cool. That was the unused sub number when I was a kid. <laughs> that was that was me. But, but like strikers are confidence players, aren't they? So I think you know why would you. Like Raul Hernandez needs to come on and grab a goal for us, however he does it. But you could argue that, uh, you know, when he brought in Muniz, it might have been the good idea. We were winning, whatever. But I think uh, we needed that industry for Muniz. I think everybody loves, uh, loves a, a runner. Uh, Raul's going to get that goal. But I think maybe uh, if you're going to make that clean break where you say, okay, today's the day for Carlos Vinicius, uh, maybe make that break clean and say, right, you know, over the next game, Raul, I'm going to start you or... You know, I'll bring you on in a, a game's time, but maybe it was just a bit too soon. I don't, I don't, I didn't see much uh, benefit to bringing him on today in the in the, the situation we
1: we're in. Mm. You could argue that maybe after TC's goal winning, in, you could have brought him on there just to get some. I suppose we're still kind of in the game there. Yeah, maybe not. I guess we'll see. I feel like going into the October international break, this is the, officially the end of the start of the season, right? This is when you're kind of, after this thing, you're you're pushing on for the next sort of push up to December. And all factors considered, I'm going to ask each individual one of you, Harry, how do you feel that our start to the season has been? Because it's been, it's, it's been tumultuous. It's not been a plain sailing by any stretch of the imagination. However, when you look at the points that we've got on the board and where we sit in the table, you think, and the teams that we've played, you think... I probably would have taken that.
4: Yeah, I actually would as well. I I remember the Jack and Joe show. One of the lads said that, like last season, we beat all of the teams that we needed to beat in the lower half of the table. And if you look at people that we picked up wins against, Sheffield United, Everton and Luton, we're sort of doing that again. Beat Chelsea last season, obviously, because they were, (laughs) yeah, absolutely pony. Um, But the rest of it, uh, it's it's not a car crash. You look at teams like Bournemouth. I remember Sammy James. Sammy James in the summer, I was flying back from New York, Gary O'Neill had just been sacked, and I said, oh, this is terrible, Like for everything that he did to the club, and then Sammy responded back to me, he's probably deleted it now, um, <laughs> saying, like, the new manager, oh, is it, this is bad for Fulham, blah, 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 it's not as much as a car crash as Bournemouth, and Sammy, I was obviously right, but... Um, Mate, it's, 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 it's been frustrating because we had such a dramatic transfer deadline day. We had the whole Mitrovic situation. I think there's a bit of a hangover from everything that's happened there. I think if we get a few wins under our belt off the back of the international break, Manchester United, why, why can't we beat them at home? Well, like, I'm asking you, why can't we beat them at home? <laughs> Spurs is going to be tough. Yeah. But if we get a couple of decent wins before Joel Polina inevitably, and if anyone in this crowd doesn't think that... Joao Molina is joining Bayern Munich in January then get out of uh, town sorry he's got 85 million shake my hand Cheers, thanks very much nonsense if we can get vital wins up until January then we're fine and to sum it up it's been alright so far anything to add guys
6: that consistency against the bottom teams is what kept us up last season uh most wins against the bottom five, like best points tally against bottom five home and away last season out the like the whole league, including like Manchester City. So if we can repeat that again, we'd be good at it this season. I'm really, I'm still a bit nervy. Like this is such a transition period. We haven't won games and like deserve to apart from today. But as Harry's mentioned quite a few times, Sheffield, not so good. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit, a little bit worried.
1: As I like when, uh, so... Big shout out to Phil from the Half Moon. He's helped us put all of this on. When so how it works is that because of TV schedules and stuff, it's quite difficult to get these dates booked in because obviously there's bands happening and stuff. So occasionally there'll be a break in the schedule, and Phil will message me and be like, "Oh, we've got got a gap in the schedule for the seventh of October." You look at the fixture list and see Sheffield at home. You're like, "Get in, get in, get to do it on." Hopefully, with lots of Celtic chickens, but yeah. it's like, "Oh, we have got." Space at the half moon for Man City at home. You'd be like, oh, that's going to uh, be tough. You but... also
6: get to do it on a day that's definitely not moved for telly. <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just...
5: yeah. I think today was uh, significant. In, and again, Fulham fans, right? We've reached the the Derby 11 points. So that's great. Doing that before we put up our pumpkins is always nice just to avoid that. That's the first checkpoint of the season done. And then we move on from there. We, we have got results off in every fixture we were expected to get results off, I think, bar, maybe Brentford, you might you might have said like point have been great, but whatever. So it's it's expected. everything's been everything's gone as you would have expected, but my problem is I'm not I'm still not entirely convinced whether it's luck or judgment. I don't know. but ultimately, it doesn't matter because points on the board mean points on the board. exactly. So here we are. I, I'm quite happy. I mean hopefully we can have a little bit of a break, bed in the players who came in late on in the window and then go to North London and beat the, the Breath of the Fresh
1: Air, brackets trademark, and, uh, and move on from there. Right, I think we've got time for, for this half. Thank goodness we're celebrating three points, right? So um, yeah. <laughs> Massive thank you to my guest sister, Mr. Harry Durham. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Elizabeth Barnard.
6: Thank you, guys.
1: And the lovely Drew Healy. Thank you very much. I've been George Cooper. Go get yourself a beer. Use the loo in part two. We'll be back with Sammy, Jack, Dan, and Marcus Spellett from the Football Ramble who'll be answering your brilliant questions. You do not want to miss it. So thank you very much. Been a wonderful audience. We'll be right
7: back. Hello, it's Sammy here, and this episode of Fulhamish is supported by NordVPN. Now, NordVPN is a way of watching sporting events, TV shows, and films which aren't available where you are by switching your virtual location of your phone, tablet, or laptop to a country which is particularly perfect for those 3pm kickoffs which aren't televised in the UK. And right now, you can get an exclusive discount by going to nordvpn.com slash Not only will you benefit from their already huge discount, but you'll also get an extra four months for free. You can use one account on up to six devices. Also, it's completely no risk thanks to Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So to get that special rate plus four free months, go to NordvPN.com/slash Fulamish or hit the link in the description of this podcast. Part two of the Fullamish Podcast it is Sammy James here at the Half Moon Putney, and I'm joined by Jack Collins. Oh, yeah. Dan Cook, oh, hey. and host of the Football Ramble and now converted Fulham fan, Mr. Marcus Speller.
3: Uh, I used to hate Fulham. Uh, I used to hate every single one of you. Um. How are we all doing, all right? Yeah, not bad. Not um, bad.
7: Let's just uh, quickly uh, discuss the game today. Marcus, we'll start with you. A 3-1 win. What was the word?
3: Uh, what the word? Easy. Very Easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my my parents are in. Uh, who's looking after the kids? That's what I wanna know. Um it what Shefford United are shit. Like let's not I said I text uh I text my mates like bet everything you own on them getting relegated. Cause they are rubbish. No wonder Newcastle beat the mate. Um we're not scoring goals this season, Fulham, but we managed to score three, which was lovely. Uh, one was an own goal ignoring that that Kearney one won't go, be credited as him
0: it was uh, the, club, the club have gone mad on that by the way have they the club have tweeted saying uh, we don't care what anybody says yeah. we're giving that one to TC
2: um, Dan Cook your thoughts yeah it was a bit of a weird game I thought it was there was some there was obviously the injury made it a bit odd and a bit of an odd atmosphere but in the end comfortable we're still not at our best and I think you mentioned it Sammy that we just don't seem very exciting at the moment there's like a, a lack of fizz about us, but I thought i link up players a bit better. William looks a little bit back to what he was last season. And I thought Vinny actually led the line pretty well. So positives, something to grow on, but still I, I think we've still got a couple of gears left to go in us.
7: Yeah. Uh, Jack, just quickly uh, your, your summary.
0: Yeah, I mean, the bar was on the floor, wasn't it? it? It was like, it was like one of those, you're looking at it, you're going, well, this lot have made us look like we made Chelsea look on Monday night, which is about as bad as as, as what I could say about them as, as, as physically possible, because that was diabolical. So yeah, I mean, good. Obviously, nice to score three, nice to get the win, mm. nice to dominate the game, but like I, I've learned nothing today. I don't think, I, I think it's probably the key element. I, I'm like looking at me like, well, no one else can be pure. Like surely no one could be as bad as this. So mm. yeah, I mean, look, it's good to get the points on the board. As Drew made point to the first half, we can't be the worst side ever in Premier League history now, which is always good to, yeah. to oh, get yeah. under the carpet. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, God, <laughs> this,
3: this is what we need. Um, but we learned that we've got a guaranteed at least nineteenth place finish today.
0: Well, I genuinely still think there are seven, there are six sides in the Premier League worse yeah. than us. Which I don't know if this is more about the Premier League than anything mm. this year. But yeah, I mean, look, good. best, best you, in the world. Got, you've got to win these games, right? Yeah. You've got to win these games, and we won the game. So yeah, you know.
3: Job done. I suppose, up, up I, suppose, I suppose. Quite frankly, up there. So yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's exactly what I would say to all of the men from the Oi, Steel City.
3: A, and they're a Saudi club. Don't forget that. Yes, indeed, they get away indeed. with that scot
0: free. They're the only know? Saudi
7: club with no money. <laughs> How have they managed that? I don't know. Imagine that. It's you're, the being, worst yeah. of both you're being sports <laughs> and you're not getting any money. It's an absolute diabolical situation.
3: Yeah. When's Ollie McBurney going to get his big money move there? <laughs> Gordon Bennett.
7: Um, Marcus, we're going to do some questions in a minute from our lovely audience, but first of all, let's just um, dive in a little bit. To uh... you're
3: thinking of that free header he missed. Yeah, I uh, have, yeah, yeah. Cool, outrageous.
7: Let's dive into a little bit of your Fulham history because oh, hello. we've known you a little. While. We've known you a little yeah,
3: while. That you wrote that question for Hugh Grant, didn't you? Uh, you originally wanted him. Yeah, I have, I have fewer Oscar nominations and fewer sex scandals than Hugh Grant, yeah, but a, I'm happy to answer this it question. Was a, it was
7: a fine and replace job, and it's all good. We've got there. Um, I swear you used to never be that bothered.
3: And it's the Fulhamish way. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kids other, for a quid, that's what I, I yeah. that mean. Well, I, I, yeah, my first Fulham game at Craven Cottage was, was against Everton. Damien Duff scored the only goal, and it was a tenner a ticket. There we yeah, go. you weren't angry at the board that day, were you? No, no. <laughs> um, uh, Viva Al fired. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. A man with um, with an impeccable history. But um, God rest him. Um, what, what was the question? <laughs> Why are you a Fulham fan? Why am I a Fulham fan? Well, I, I mean, the, the truth is, I, so having grown up in Scotland and moved down to Surrey, I thought, I, uh, I don't want to support Man United. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I would pay 75 quid to see him. <laughs> this Man United? Um, 70, Is it 160? Yeah. Sold, that man there. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a live? You didn't tell me I was hosting a live <laughs> that was auction. Was an auction yeah. Yeah, that was quick. Hey, you doubled your money there. Um where was I uh, why this I... yeah, so basically, I moved to London about fifteen years ago, looking for a team, and I moved to to Parsons Green on the estate. I was keeping it real sir and um, <laughs> and Fulham were there, and they were cheap tickets and i and I thought because I'd, I'd seen them at Loftus Road actually a couple of times yeah uh, a, a while ago and I why? thought I' um, <laughs> I'm just curious days. I just wanted to know how the other half lived and uh, and I and I uh, went, and I and I saw them at Craven Cottage, and Roy Hodgson was in charge then. And they, you know, I love you, baby. At the end, he's waving to the crowd, and I just thought, come on! If anything, they chose me, <laughs> uh, and it was it was wonderful. And then, of course, the Europa League run mm-hmm. after that, and I thought, this is great. Uh, so yeah, that was. But it wild. feels
7: like it's developed in the like, last few years.
3: Yeah, yeah. Since since the season ticket became available. Okay, that's been a bit, yeah, yeah, a bit more invested. You know, I, I, have, I think, I think I've been a bit more open to it on on the the football round of the podcast I do. I was always quite coy and quiet about who I supported. Okay, and then they found out it was Fulham, and they're a bit like. Ugh why you've been calling (laughs) it's a bit like I often like if anyone's a fan of the Simpsons you know Homer J. Simpson what's his middle name and his middle name is J J-A-Y and it was just it was a bit like that really Um, we have an uh, anti-climax indeed which I've made this section become suddenly (laughs) Um, but I'm glad to be here
7: (laughs) and uh we always do three-word reviews on this podcast. All oh, right. Um, so I'm putting you completely on the spot. Yes. Have you got a three-word review of
3: today's game? Uh, can Sheffield United be one word? Yeah. Sheffield United are oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there <Yeah>. we go.
7: <laughs> right, we're going to do some questions from the audience. We're going to vary this up. Mm. So Super George has the microphone.
1: Hello, Chacha. Yeah, always hey, wear well, We yeah, are it's...
7: wireless. <laughs> Right, I need to see some... We pads. are wireless. It's <laughs>
1: 2023, for God's right, sake, Alex. question here yeah.
6: in the Wales shirt. What's your name, lad? Maxen. So, um, what do you think about the winger situation? Like, who do you think we should play? Because obviously you've got a problem with creativity kind of in and around the box and in the final third. And Willian looks like he's kind of lost... His age is catching up with him, almost. Like, it didn't with last season. But it's it's kind of happening now, isn't it? so um, I'm with the talk Bobby Deckard over Reed maybe playing striker if that's the last resort who do you think we play on the flanks?
7: Who do you think should play on the flanks?
6: I'm going to say, gonna have to say Harry Wilson
3: Yeah, can um, you, Harry Wilson Yeah and You would say that he's in the Welsh, yeah <laughs> I'm going to say Harry Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get 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 Dan James back in online yeah. <laughs> I are thinking bring Gareth Bale out of retirement. Get Mark Hughes back to the club.
6: Right, What's Nixon. your problem
3: mate? Seriously.
6: All correct answers. Um, so, I I was thinking Harry Wilson and uh Declan Overreed, but yeah. I'm wondering if you have any other thoughts on that.
3: Yeah. Sorry by the way. <laughs> That's a lovely shirt. Throw it, Cookie. He's only 14. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well, you shouldn't be here.
7: (laughs) He's
5: our best
3: writer. Leave him alone. Okay, I'll stage a protest if they come for you.
2: Dan? No, I think Bobby's making a really good claim for it. It, It's one of the players that we always feel ready to write off or replace, myself included, because... Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get from You know what you're going to get from him, but sometimes it doesn't feel spectacular. But he is such a consistent performer, and we saw it today. I thought he was so steady in possession. And we've always said with Bobby, he's good at unlocking a defence, maybe better than some of the other wingers that we've got. Um, and I thought Harry Wilson was really good when he came on. He's got, there's a directness to Harry Wilson that I really like. And even, you know, at 3-1 up with five minutes to go, he, Leno got the ball from a corner, and Harry Wilson was herring down the other end trying to make it four. And I really like that in a winger. And so I think he really got,
3: scored a lovely goal as well. Yeah, and we are
2: right behind that. And, and that was a sort of the Harry Wilson special that we haven't seen in a long time. I was thinking back to maybe Barnsley away a couple of years ago when he sort of got his pitching wedge out and drifted one into the back post. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Adama Troyer come back in as well. I think Jack probably feels similar. We, we need If we're going to play on the counter-attack, we need some pace in this team and we are really lacking it at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean... The only thing I would say about playing Bobby wide is that I actually still think he should be playing through the middle because he's our best number nine. Uh, And that doesn't actually say all that much about how good Bobby is as a number nine. It it says more (laughs) about how bad everybody else is. But like we are a better team every single time when Bobby Decaud ever read is on the park. And it it, like it it baffles me sometimes that he doesn't come on. The the fact that he wasn't thrown on in, in, in that Chelsea game when everyone else was basically the disgrace. Um, and actually I would, I would exclude Wilson from that because Wilson didn't play well against Chelsea, but he worked. Mm. And I, I've got to say that there are some, some moments you look at it and that, I mean, those of you who listen to, to the Thursday club will, will know that I, I would have dropped William for today because I thought he was an absolute disgrace on Monday night. Um, clapping the Chelsea fans, two 0 down on the pitch. Like it's, it's like, it's just not good enough. The whole performance felt like an apology for scoring against them last year. Um, so like, <laughs> uh, I would, uh, he was good today And you got to give him credit But I, I'm with Maxson In terms of I think his age is catching up with him I would like to see Iwobi on that flank If we are going to rotate William out Because I think he has the same ability To drift inside And make things happen But uh, my, my ideal front three right now Would be Wilson Deckard over Reed, Iwobi
7: okay. uh, Any more uh, Marcus any any additions
3: on that? No I can't I, it's, just, it's a funny one The front three at the moment, because like I, I like Raúl Jiménez, and I think I think there's, there's obviously a player there, and you, are, it's a player that I've, I really want him to do well, but he's just he's not scoring, and it is the goals that are the problem. And I think Vinicius, he's a bit more about him, you know, maybe physically and so on. But I think why not give Deccard Overeem to go through the middle? But it is a bit of a conundrum ever since um, that Serbian chap left. Yes, that's he's still here. Can't say his name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you do true. you do forget Bobby Deccard Overeem up top against Brighton. Yeah, we did but win we that <laughs> game. We did. Yeah. we did, but that was through no, yeah. no default. Well, exactly. Bobby, demand that
0: day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My soul voted away that day.
7: Right, any more questions? <laughs> uh, there's a qu- uh, one you yep. yep. one in the middle. On your bike, George.
1: There you go, sir. What's your name? Joe. Joe, so, okay. what's your question? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, where do you come from, Joe? <laughs> Not Wales. Um, oh. So basically, I was <laughs> g- going oh to on. ask, if you could replay any Fulham game, because um, based on last week, Liverpool fans saying, <laughs> "Oh, let's replay our game. Very good. We need to." Um, what game would you replay and why?
2: Mine would be the Newcastle game in um, lockdown when when Can Wilson. How the, I don't even know how the hell that was. Yeah. given as a penalty. But if you could replay any Fulham game in yeah. in Great
7: history, question yeah. Marcus, any Fulham game from recent times that i seen replay because of a bad call right not just because like, i want to replay the eventus win because that was a nice evening yeah. so oh, right. i was going
3: to say today we get a clean sheet oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, i would say do you know what i am going to go on for this season the brentford game 3-0 tim ream i'm still pissed off at that that was a, big that was a never sending off that was right in front of where i sit does anybody else feel that? Or is it just... Yeah, okay, good. I thought I might get a bit of support here. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if there was a
7: crowd that would genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. approve of that.
3: I feel, okay. Yeah, exa- I, I thought these were, you know... I, I feel like a scumbag who's gone to GB News. Like, these people understand me. Um, you know, like... Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, Welcome home, man. Absolutely, yeah. No, but what I really think about uh, the small boats... No, I'm joking. Um, uh, but... Uh, the, don't worry, don't, don't, There's that, more that, people
7: here than watch GB News. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that deserves a round of applause. Um, you're more of a talk TV kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. No, but the Morgan tonight. I can't get enough of <laughs> The Brentford game, because that Tiberi setting off, oh, very angry. Jack? I'd like, at the European final. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, yeah. But not only the fact that the first goal is offside and no
0: one talks about this ever. The first goal is offside. It, like, it shouldn't stand. And, and, and this is why I've been such a vehement supporter of VAR. Because I was like, I don't think we'll ever get there again. And <laughs> like, our oh, one big shot at the big time was ruined by an incorrect call. Like, that has always bugged me. And it's why I've always tried to defend VAR. I, I appreciate this question comes from a point of like, VAR is rubbish. But like <laughs> I was like, if I'd ruled that goal offside, maybe things change in that game. Like, I, I can't think of a-, a result apart from maybe. The, on- the only alternative I would suggest is that goal where... We play Brentford and Jota scored in the last minute because the amount of times I have to listen to people yapping in my ear in Ealing about Jota in the last minute. I, uh, one, his name is Hotter because he's Spanish and not Portuguese. But two, like, as in like. That is
2: such a young thing crap. to nitpick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> it wasn't even good. It was a deflection. <laughs> Dan? No, there's only one answer for me. Yeah, it's, it's that Europa League final. It's got to be. I'd, I'd love to throw something out to see Sammy but.
7: I, I've got one Man United last year it hit Willian's chest I don't know what everyone's moaning about yeah, but yeah, it, it never, yeah. never touched it never yeah. touched his hand yeah, I don't know what yeah. they were seeing
3: yeah.
7: I saw it it hit his chest
3: and if that didn't happen Mitrovic wouldn't have been angry with this country and he have stayed
7: yes
1: <laughs>
3: I'm sure the money wouldn't
2: have sliding tentated. doors moments yes. on Fulhamis yeah. <laughs> he left there because he was are. angry with the establishment
3: <laughs> <laughs> now who's on talk TV yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was angry with the establishment, so he went to that that uh, small nation, Saudi Arabia. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've got a really good establishment. <laughs>
3: they, over there. They, they do things properly. Uh,
7: right, next question. That's a
3: joke.
7: Any
0: more
1: questions? Any more? Any more. Oh, it's got some, okay, a oh. here. Thank you. much. What's your name?
0: Uh, April. Um, since it's Bobby's day, uh, why hasn't the Yellow Submarine Bobby Decker ever read song caught on?
3: Would you like to give us a chorus? <laughs> no..: <Okay.
4: laughs>
2: Fair enough.
7: I mean, That's it was. Why. <laughs> the, the Bobby Deckcker Overreed <laughs> Yellow submarine song was a banger. Well.
2: It was, and he deserves a song. I'm a, I'm a bit bored of
1: the Bobby Overe: We all love Bobby Decker
0: I would say that it's better than his current song, which is borderline illegal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
3: laughs> how how borderline? Oh, no, pretty borderline. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um,
7: there <laughs> is just the Bobby. To- we'll talk about it. Later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, uh, next question. We got a few more. Uh, there's one here in front row. Why
4: aren't, Why aren't we calling Jay Stantel back or the Marshall from um Marshall Godo? Yeah. Yeah, why aren't we calling them back and then playing? Because we clearly don't have someone that can score goals. Um.
7: Well, I mean, I guess there's... Can we call Jace Sandsfield back? I'm not, just, till,
0: not till January. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so that's why. I mean,
7: Jace, Jax, in all seriousness, like, once we can, would you?
0: Probably not, no. Um, he, he's playing in the 10 for yeah. Birmingham and, and also out wide. He has played a little bit through the middle, but, like, whilst he clearly has a goal-scoring knack... I think it's really important that he goes and learns his trade in the championship. Like it, it feels like throwing him in here at the deep end would be wild. And I would say even more so for Marshall Godo. like he's in league one. Yes. Looking really sharp, really, really good. And, and I'm liking what I'm seeing, but it would be, I think like suicide for a player's career to drop them in here and be like, cool. You're the answer. We've lost Mitrovic. Like if that lies on the shoulders of Raul Jimenez, then kind of fair enough he's 31 he's you know he's expecting 30 30 apologies um there's a big difference there is a big difference actually that's a difference to you and you and I Sammy Um, but um, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) 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 Um, but the I I think to like put it on a player like Raul is one thing because we are not gonna burn his future on like a on a shot whereas I think with someone like Jay who clearly has the ability and talent to throw him in here and be like the entire fan base expecting him to step up and replace Mitrovic's goal output would be like chaotic in, in terms of what we're trying to achieve. I really hope that next year he's ready to make that step up. I would say that for someone like Marshall Godo, he needs another year where he, he you know goes and proves himself. There are exceptions to this rule. There are players you break straight through from the academies into the first teams, but they're kind of rare. And, and it really sometimes does take those moments where they're, learning their craft jay always felt quite slight i think and then and then to walk into a premier league team where you know those boys and he did do well in those couple of appearances that start last year but i always felt like he really needed to go in and bloom and and to be honest like whilst the story at exeter was wonderful and that hat trick on the last day amazing i had an amazing time watching it but his record for exeter actually wasn't great like it was one in three in league one you're kind of being like, mm-hmm. is he ready to make that jump to the Premier League yet? Yeah. Obviously, teams are better, et cetera, like things change, but I-, I think it would be early right now and I think he needs to be nurtured correctly.
2: Mm. The only yeah. flip I would say, Jack, is does he potentially start to suit this system that we're evolving into yes. a bit more now? Yeah. Because without Mitrovic, we're turning into more of a transition-based team. We saw it today. There was quite a lot of counterattacks when we fashioned our best chances and he would be our most nimble number nine and he does have an eye for goal. Yeah. And we could do worse and uh, yeah, we could definitely do worse I mean we are we are currently <laughs> doing worse um,
4: <laughs>
0: but like I, I almost don't want to throw him into that mess but like let him just have the year and go and thrive for a year and then when he comes back I feel like he'll feel like he's ready to take those mm. so those shoes on like look Fulham might sign a striker in January this is inevitable never might though. sign a striker in, in the summer but I think recalling him for a loan where he's doing well and being like Bush here you go mm. it is a risky manoeuvre right now
3: yeah. You've ruined Daniel's evening.
0: Oh, no, I'm really sorry, Daniel. Yeah, no, it. Was it. Oh, look, look,
3: at, look at that. It, yeah. it was a, he had a glint of hope in his eye when he asked that question. Yeah. He yeah. looks gutted now. This is
0: Fulham. What, it's what
3: we do. We <laughs> ruin hope.
0: <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm a Fulham and Ireland fan. I have no hope for anything well, ever. Right. <laughs>
7: yeah, 8pm kickoff, actually. Um, uh, next, kick, next question. Oh, yes, Can we move just, on? Thank <laughs> you. Uh, what are we feeling
2: about our strategy of passing back and not actually moving forward ever? We're we talking about uh, rugby. Sorry. Yeah. Later. No, I, I feel like the challenging just doesn't really exist right now and mm. I don't understand the strategy. No, I, I agree. It's, it's a shame. You Was it you who tweeted it, Sammy, earlier that we were two years ago the most exciting team in the top two? I was two. a
7: bit grumpy at halftime. Yeah. Right? <laughs> time.
2: Sorry. But we were. We, th- this silver team has pretty much always been exciting and at times questionable defensively but we always felt we'd score two or three. And that was fine when we were conceding one or two a game because we always thought we could outscore. I don't have that same feeling at the moment. Yeah. And it's hard to know why. We were speaking about this earlier because yeah. whilst Mitrovic is gone, it's still the same core in there, but the principles seem to have changed a little bit. And it's a shame because we're watching Issa and Tim Ream consistently just interchanging, passing the ball to each other repeatedly.
3: But I think what you said about, about Mitrovic missing, that, 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 that is, that's the focal point, isn't it? It, it, you it is. You think of him pulling it away is. at the back post, and then whether it be what well, Kenny comes on, whipping the moon. I think they go forward, and I think is it it's, it's simple not quite. though? As well, just Mitrovic. But I, 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 as as we say, it's pretty much the same team without him. Like, yeah. what is it? I mean, Silver put them on the front foot today. Yeah. Did you not? You know, he's saying, look, this lot of crap. You need to go and get three points there, No, no messing around. And yet, look at look at the goals. You know, the first one was a lovely one. Yeah. Second one, a little bit fortuitous. We'll just take a, it just all a day tad. Long. He meant, he meant you know. it. I don't know what
7: you're talking about.
3: <laughs> and then the third one had already left. No, the third one. Okay, fair enough, and, uh, and so on. Shout out to Foddering,
0: and... by the way, Fulham Academy, Chris Brist. Yeah, absolutely. He's done <laughs> us a solid today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad tried to start out of the Hammer Suit then. It didn't go down that well. <laughs> but
1: it's well, it's, it's, it's yeah, weird because
2: I don't. I, it would have been one thing if we were creating lots of chances and failing to put them away because then you bring back the Mitrovich conversation of, well, we're missing a deadly number nine. Yeah. But. Actually, we're not really creating very much at the moment. And that's, that's a real worry because teams, teams go through bad scoring patches. But you, you, like you look at Chelsea, they, they, they weren't scoring, but they were creating yeah. enough chances that you think eventually they'd turn it around. But do you
3: think the side, though, do you think that maybe in the summer, it wasn't the summer that Fulham maybe had hoped? Obviously, keeping Pelinho was, was huge. And Silva, you could argue as well, you know, he, he, he has had his head turned in the past. It's fair to say but not going out and going right let's let's get a proper replacement for for let let's get uh, you know some some big names it's kind of like oh he's he's not a bad player oh, we will see what he can do oh i can see the thinking behind that there was no kind of yes there we are but we didn't even do that which is a really
0: annoying thing like as in there were loads of strikers out there who would have been a gamble at 10 million hmm. like and we've just brought 50 million in and it really frustrates me that Fulham didn't go and take a punt on you could I have given some suggestions,
4: like uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, you know, it's a bit outrageous. you are. I'm, not giving I wasn't any going to bring it up,
0: but the Vangelis Pavlidis, <laughs> who I suggested in the summer, has scored ten goals in eight games in the Eredivisie so far this season, and it hasn't missed, hasn't not mm-hmm. scored in a game yet. But you know, it is that, that is a better um, conversion rate <laughs> than <laughs> <laughs> Mattia
3: Kesman, isn't it? Well,
0: yeah, yeah. exactly. So and you, you took it, the
7: it, Mattia Kesman word right out of my mouth. <laughs> 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 or you
3: know, but but if Fulham have got Cody Hackpo? No, but Fulham have got a few quid because they're Premier League side.
0: there's loads of money there. so why
3: not? Then for me, why not? I don't know. You take us up. We were talking about this earlier, and I'm going to mention a Europa League team, and I know you bloody love that tournament. Oh, there you go. Respect. right? It's you and Severe fans who watch that that tournament. Um, <laughs> and Romelu Lukaku. And Romelu Lukaku, <laughs> God bless him. But um, him someone like in 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 Nezri, in, a series, yeah. in a series. Sorry, yeah, the severe striker. Yeah, similar type of player for Mitrovic. Yep. Fulham easily could go. There you go. How much do you want from? Yeah, there's five million. Extra. And Sevilla, Sevilla and they were, all were all on
0: the transfer to market. Yeah, Sevilla yeah. had every single player on the transfer market some summer. They are broke as me. Everyone. Yeah, they're really bad.
3: Uh-huh. Um, like, they didn't have the education you had, though. No, no, they no, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're a, you're a self I'm also man. an Andalusian, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but just the other side. But do you know what I mean,
0: though. <laughs> no, why not go for for a play like 100%. that 100. Look, uh, look, the Siri turned down and moved to West Ham last year. Yeah, the Sevilla accepted the offer, mm. and he said, "I don't want to play for West Ham." So, I don't blame I, him? I do.
3: Well, no, me neither. But yeah.
0: um, I, I do think that there is an element of someone like the Siri where Fulham could have a bid accepted. And yeah. He'd be like, "Nah, you're right." I mean, it was a, um, a, a Campo,
3: was it? Uh, a Campo, yeah. A similar, similar, sorry, similar they vibe, um. Yeah, I just. Well, but they, I think they didn't
0: get him. even showing the intent to go and do something like that. Yeah. But you know, there are players who have profiles similar to Mitrovic, mm-hmm. who Fulham could have taken a gamble on at a quarter of the cost of what yeah. we got. Yeah, in. no, I, I and do that, agree I, with that, I'm yeah. not necessarily making a we we didn't go out and spend fifty million point because mm-hmm. I can understand that because yeah. when you go out and spend that kind of money, and also people know you have the money in your back pocket, mm. like that upsets me in, in that they didn't mm-hmm. go and. You know what, what was what was Raúl three point five million? Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. You know, middle of little, um, and it was like you know it,
3: <laughs> it's amazing what I, you can get there on that aisle isn't it? Yeah, been on
0: that a little. We in bought Lidl. a pair of and Raúl. And, oh, yeah, and a tent but, and a paddling
3: pool. But, but yeah.
0: it, you know, I, I don't mind them taking that risk yeah. on Raúl because you're like, look, it might not work out. It's yeah. a bit like needs MOT, might not work. Was mm. it
7: was it not the Raúl I all?
0: <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I like I, I like that deserved better. That does yeah, bad. Bad. <laughs> that's
7: really good yeah. that um, was a 6 out of 10 anyway but like <laughs> you, I don't I don't mind you did have of, that written down I though,
0: might yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually he set this whole section up <laughs> it's a plant oh,
3: <laughs> let me tell you there's some good ones coming by the way <laughs> <laughs> that one uh, yeah. but, like, I'll set you up for that one yeah. come on man. <laughs>
7: Can't be giving the secrets away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I think the big thing was though, like keeping Polina You got to give them credit there. 100 percent. Because if, if he was gone, we'd be duking it out with Sheffield United. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, no, we're not that bad. But yeah. no,
0: we're not quite that bad. But, it, but w- that it was, would, but
3: that was massive. Keep it was Pelini. massive.
0: But equally, like, and, and I've said this before, but. Fulham should have. We should have been aware that there might have been a massive bid from a massive club for Polina this summer because mm. he was the best central defender midfielder in, in the Premier League last season. Indeed, indeed. And if that hadn't attracted the attention of big clubs, mm. I would have been absolutely baffled. Mm. Right. So when Bayern West came Ham in, West Ham were taking the piss when they yeah, thought. West we Ham, could get him. Yeah, West Ham. I mean, I'm in a big club. Um. But yeah, exactly, you, you yeah. no, <laughs> you're expecting someone mm. of maybe you know Bayern were a bit out of the blue, but you're. Ex- I was expecting someone like a Dortmund to come in yep. when Jude Bellingham left, or yeah, 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 expecting you know one. Barcelona lost Sergio mm, Busquets. Mm. Obviously, you know, there are differences in, in his game, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm expecting someone to come in for Polina. And the fact that they didn't until late in the window mm. was a godsend. But the fact that Fulham still haven't got a secondary person in to yeah, sit yeah. below him and learn from him. And Tyler Adams, I've been talking about this or some, but he was, he was on the market for, what? I think Bournemouth got him for 17 million in the end. Mm yes, he's broken and injured, but like he will be better and he will be fine. And Tyler Adams, after a year of learning, Mm -hmm. would have been absolutely fine. And we have failed to grasp that opportunity that last year gave us staying in the Premier League, Mm -hmm. giving us, you know, 50 million in the back from Mitrovic already. Mm -hmm. Use it, improve the squad. Mm. And instead, you look at West Ham, right? And, and look, we've talked a lot about them, but they lost Declan Rice and they have improved the entire yeah, squad. Absolutely. They brought in two central midfielders in ward and Alvarez who cover what he did. Mm-hmm. They've brought in, you know, wingers who've improved them. They brought in Mohamed Caduce. That is how you spend a yeah. hundred million and use it to widely decorate a squad and, and not lose any faith. And they're a better side mm-hmm. than they were last year. Fulham have failed, to reinvest the money appropriately. And I think that's a massive, massive top-level failure from the club.
7: Mm. Uh, any more questions? Maybe, maybe a couple more before we finish. Uh, yes, in the yellow.
4: Hey, Brian, is uh, this is, I'm not from North America, but it is a North American-related question. Hell yeah. You know, I am a, a big Tim Ream fan. I have a Tim Ream shirt on. Good man. <laughs> uh, yeah. 300th appearance today for the club, amazing servant. But there's been yeah. some... Well <laughs> There's been some rumbling recently about his performances. Yeah. Um, so I just wondered where you guys stand on him versus Bassi. Now, obviously, with Diop possibly out, that may be, become uh, you know, mm-hmm. a non-event. But who would you play, Reem or Bassi? given we spent 20 million on Bassi, He's kind of knocking on the door. But, so, yeah, where are you on that discussion? Mm-hmm.
7: Um, <laughs> Marcus, do you want to break his heart and say Calvin Bassi, or do you want to say Tim Reem and uh, please, please? Uh, it just... <sighs>
3: I, yeah, I really want to say Tim Ream. And I'm looking at you in the eye. And I know it's your birthday today, so I will. Tim Ream.
0: I was, gonna, I was waiting to do the whole,
2: you've ruined his day, so i really upset yeah, he like, I, I, yeah. I think we've got it quite right in this terms of replacement because this is a long-term replacement. Calvin yeah. Bassey is the heir mm. to that Tim Ream left-side centre-back role. And actually, I don't think it's a bad thing that... You know, obviously, Tim Ream's not started great, but I think, by and large, he's been fine. There was a, that one howling error, obviously, against Chelsea, and then the red card against Brentford, which wasn't his fault. Mm. But you've yeah, got yeah. an opportunity to bed Calvin Bassey in, and the Diop injury actually it accelerates that slightly now, and it means that Calvin Bassey has to come in. But he's looked good pretty much every time he's been on the pitch. and So I, I don't think we need to rush this transition. Yeah. It's great for Calvin to learn from Tim Ream, because I think what Calvin bassi has got is a great physicality to him. Uh, and he's comfortable on the ball, but Tim Ream has that intelligence that he can really push that onto Kevin Bassi. And I think Bassi can learn a lot from Tim Ream. And so giving him a bit of time to make that transition happen isn't a bad thing. I think if you've got kind
0: of to look at like, the FIFA stats cards, if you will, of players, then Bassi would outrank Ream in, in, in most of them at this point. But what you lose, and I think what we've seen when Bassi and Diop have played together a couple of times, is that just ability of. Tim Ream to calm the defense down, to to talk everyone through the game, to walk them through it. I'm really upset that the USMNC have called Tim Ream into this camp because he doesn't need to be there. Like if if he's going to be at the next, uh, the Copa America next summer, for example, or, or the next World Cup, which would be amazing, but I think it might be a long shot. You know, this isn't going to be the the change that it inspires it. these two friendlies against Germany. So for him to be in that squad, when I think he could maybe just do with a little bit of rest and recuperation, has kind of wound me up a bit, but, you know, each to their own. But it, it, it kind of does make that point that whilst Bassi is excellent, I really like him and I think that he, he's going to step up. There is just that element of the intangibles, without going completely cliche on things, that Reem brings to the team. And I think that we are generally a better team when he's in the side. It's going to be very interesting to see Reem and Bassi together. We've tried two left-sided centre-backs before. I don't need to remind you all of what happened when we played Reem and Le Marchand together for a little, for a, for a while. But, you know, I, I do think that these are, this is a different team Reem to, to the team Reem then. And also, I think the Bassi is a better player than Le and I, and I actually thought that he was better than most people did. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we, we, we're talking about something quite interesting, I think. Whether Totten comes back from injury and changes things? Different question, but... I, I think he might hate us right now, so uh, that's maybe a separate question. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think the Ream still has a very important place within this team, and whilst there are games when we're going to be faced with very like young, agile strike forces, like Chelsea were on Monday, where I actually might have rested Ream just because I don't think that Chelsea play in a particularly intelligent style right now. They're a bit just sort of go at them and hope for it. I think that might be the kind of game that suits Bassi a bit more. I think that rotation, is, as Cookie says feels like the kind of thing that we can do gradually yeah
7: right well that will do for part two i have loved having the questions from the audience it has been absolutely amazing um, time, thank you to everyone that asked the question sorry we didn't get around to all of you and thank you so much for listening today thank you to this wonderful audience here at the half moon putney and uh, thank you very much to Phil from the Half Moon for putting this together. Thank you for George uh, for organizing. And thank you to the great guests in part one. Another round of applause for George Cooper, Elizabeth Barnard, Drew Heatley, and Harry Durham. And thank you very much to my brilliant guests in part two, uh, the best uh, Cookie and Collins partnership that uh, we've seen in a little while, Dan Cook and Jack Collins. And our brilliant special guest, Marcus Speller. Easy, 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 easy. Fulhamish will be back on Thursday, where we'll have a live rendition of This Will Catch On, plus more analysis from today's game and a wider look at the games coming up. But until then, have a great start to your week. Come on, you whites! You You whites!